Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jason Branson. I'm preaching continuing pastor series that he started. Uh, the series called Rise Up. This is part five of that series pastor's been preaching this series and I just want to remind you that the call of heaven over this ministry is to rise up I'll give you thank you four of you I'll give the rest of you time to find that scripture uh, Psalm 68 is what you're looking for you but you guys are just waiting on me to say that I, I realize what are they looking at me crazy for this brother hadn't given them a scripture yet Psalm 68 Psalm 68 the man of God has stood up in this service or in, the, in these services and he has prophesied some things over this house just in case you forgot them or just in case you've never heard them I want to repeat them for you here these are the prophetic declarations for 2021 this will be the year of supernatural paths my God, I'm telling you, God's about to make a way there where there seems to be no way. Amen. This will be a year of supernatural paths. This will be the year of supernatural provision. My God, my God, there will be no lack in the house today. I'm telling you, my God, this will be the year of supernatural power and supernatural praise. This is still the season of the double portion. My God. Listen, y'all, I set up reminders everywhere I am that the double portion is still on me. Every time I see him, I just say, thank you, Lord, that this is still the season of the double portion. By the way, it'll be the season of the double portion until Jesus Christ comes back for his church. Amen. If you're wondering when it's going to run out, it'll run out when Jesus comes back for his church. That'll be when it happens. Okay. This is what the Bible, what the Word of God said to us. The Word of the Lord came to us. We will see the greatest transfer of wealth in the history of the world. Listen, if you've been paycheck to paycheck, hand to mouth, having to wait there and wait there, I'm telling you, somebody ought to give God praise on that one. This is the announcement of 40 years of harvest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God. And this is the year of the favor of the Lord. Praise God. So today as I preach Rise Up Part 5 to you, we're going to call this particular one All Rise. Father, in the name of Jesus, let your glory and your favor rest upon the preaching of the word. I ask, Almighty God, that before we even read our scripture, God, that an anointing, Lord, will fall in this house. God, not only an anointing for the preacher to preach, but an anointing for all of the hearers to hear, God. Father, today I pray that you would mantle us, Lord God, with an authority to take the word that we have received and walk it out in this world. Father, you didn't call us to rise up for nothing. So today, in the name of Jesus, we stand in your presence and we declare, Lord God, that if you say it, we're going to do it. And we give you glory for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Psalm 68 says to the chief musician, a psalm of David, a song. Let God arise. 
See, I know that you're sitting here thinking God's been telling us to rise up. God's just telling us to rise up because he's already called himself to rise up. Oh, listen, you don't get it yet, but I'm telling you, by the end of this six-week series, I'm preaching in 40 minutes, you'll have it. Bless the Lord. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Oh, listen, listen. Listen, this brother, he came up to, to me just a few moments ago. And he handed me something. And he said, Pastor, can you, first of all, can you read my writing? I can read his writing just great. He said, this is what I, I hear the word of the Lord saying to me today. You can, you can keep it for yourself. You can use it or whatever. I had to keep myself from being slain in the spirit when he handed it to me. Because uh, I was going to have to tell him where my iPad was so he could finish preaching this thing. This is what the word of the Lord came to him. When the enemy is raging against you, it's a bad thing. When he raises up a standard against you, it's a bad thing. But when you run to me, says the Lord, it's a good thing. Rest in me. Trust in me. Run to me. I will hide you. I will cover you. I will restore you. And I will heal every area of your life. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let those who hate him flee before him as smoke is driven away so drive them away as the wax melts before the fire so let the wicked perish at the presence of the Lord but let the righteous be glad let the redeemed of the Lord say so in this place today I hope you didn't lose your stamina during praise and worship let the redeemed of the Lord say so today let the righteous be glad and let them rejoice before God. Let them rejoice exceedingly. Sing to God. Sing praises to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. A father of the fatherless, a defender of the widows is God in his holy habitation. God sets the solitary in families. He brings out those who are bound in prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Oh, God. When you went before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, Selah. All we had to do was remember. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Now you know why God got all over that little girl this morning and said you need to remember. If I just remember, I don't have to be anxious. I can just pause in his presence. Bless the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Molly. God bless you. Listen, I'm going to be calling you back up here in just a little bit. Praise the Lord. God is calling us to rise up, church. He's causing, calling us to rise up because God is rising up. And when God rises up, enemies are scattered. I know it may not seem like it, church, because it seems like the enemies have gained a place of prominence. It seems like the people of God have taken it on the chin. It seems like the church of the living God is on the decline. It seemed that way before. In Psalm 55, this is what the psalmist said, King David, God, listen to my prayer. Don't hide your heart from me when I cry out to you. Come close to me and give me your answer. Here I am moaning and restless. Have you ever been moaning and restless? I'm preoccupied with the threats of my enemies and crushed by the pressure of their opposition. 
They surround me with trouble and terror. In their fury, they rise up against me in an angry uproar. Listen, church, this morning while I was on my way, the Lord gave me a word from God for this church for this morning. Matter of fact, I almost went live on Facebook. Y'all, just so you guys are aware, I haven't been on social media since the first of the year. I'm telling you, boy, howdy. If it seems like I'm free, it's because I'm free. I mean, I, I, I'm going to check down four things I was about to say because we're online. It seems like, Pastor Luke, all the junk between me and heaven is gone. See, we quit watching the news a while ago. For, the, for, for those of y'all who still hung up on the news every day, I'm so sorry for you. Man, I'm so sorry for you. No, one, no wonder you got to come dragging them out. Dragging all their lies and their fear and their vitriol with you. I about broke my Facebook, my Facebook consecration this morning. I was going to do it for the fast. Then I decided to do it for the first month. I got four days in, said, Lord, have mercy. I'm going to do it for at least 40 days. I think I'm like 45 days in. I was about to break it this morning just so I could talk to y'all. And then I didn't. Because I realized, wait a minute, I'm about to be up here talking to y'all. See, when I left out of my house this morning, y'all, it was dark. Dark, dark. Last night was dark. When we shut the lights off last night at our house, we shut everything down. My wife said, oh, my goodness, Jason, it is dark. Dark. Everything was dark. Last night was dark. Everything about it was dark. Pastor Luke, I drove here this morning in the dark. I walked in the building in the dark. I got in my windowless office in the dark. And guess what I didn't worry about? The dark. Y'all want to know why I wasn't worried about the dark? Because no matter how dark the night, the sun is still going to rise. The sun's still going to rise. Pastor, what are you talking about? This is what I'm talking about. I know we just passed a dark night. Full of loss, full of weeping, full of sickness, full of pain, full of fighting, full of the taunts of the wicked, full of the unrighteousness, and full of injustice. Everything in the dark night was a struggle. Last night may have been a dark night, but the sun still rose this morning. Malachi chapter 4, this is what he said, for behold, the day is coming. My God, for those of you who've been in a dark night, for behold, the day is coming burning like an oven and all the proud yes all who do wickedly will be stubble and the day of the lord which is coming shall burn them up says the lord of the host that will neither leave them root nor branch but to you who fear my name that's you y'all but to you who fear my name the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings and you shall go out and grow fat like stall fed calves you shall trample the wicked for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that i do this says the Lord of hosts if you've been struggling with a dark night don't just sit there 
rise up. Help's on the way. Psalm 53, 6 says, oh, how I wish the time of rescue were already here. Oh, that God would come forth arising from the midst of his Zion people to save and restore his very own. When God fully restores his people, Jacob will rejoice and Israel will be filled with gladness. God is calling this church to rise up because he is rising up. And when God rises up, salvation, restoration come to the people of God and rejoice and gladness follow I know it's been tough church I know it's been tough it's what Psalm 59 4 says I've done nothing to deserve this yet they are already plotting together to kill me arise Lord see what they're scheming and come and meet with me oh God's calling you to rise up because he's risen up. Psalm 59, 10 says, the, the God of passionate love will meet with me. My God will empower me to rise in triumph over my foes. I know you're feeling weak, but it was not for nothing that he filled you with the Holy Ghost. I know you don't think you have what it takes, but you have the Holy Spirit and power, church. Rise up in the face of things anyway. Romans 8, 15, and you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough, but you have received the spirit of full acceptance and folding you into the family of God, and you will never feel orphaned. Watch, watch, for as he rises rises up within us our spirits join him in saying the words of in tender affection beloved father Romans 8 26 and in a similar way the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness for example at times we don't even know how to pray or the best things to ask for but the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words church God is calling us to rise up because he's rising up and when God rises up his strength is perfected in our weakness the fact is they aren't so much rising up against us as they're rising up against the God who is for us Jesus said if they hate you just know this they hated me long before they hated you. Oh, this is what he told. This is what he had Ananias tell the apostle Paul. He said, tell him what great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Paul said, I know what it is to be bound and I know what it is to be abased and I've learned to be content in both places. They're not so much rising up against you. They're rising up against him. Psalm 74, don't ignore these innocent, ignorant words, this continual mocking. Rise up, God. It's time to defend yourself from all this. Never forget what your adversaries are saying. For their rage and uproar rise continually against you. It's time to stand up to them. It turns out that God doesn't need us to defend him. It turns out God doesn't need you to defend him. Turns out God can defend himself all by himself. He, he only needs us to march and join with him in the victorious battle that he is fighting. 
Psalm 75 verses 1 through 3. God, our hearts spill over with praise to you. We overflow with thanks for your name is the near one. We want to talk about your wonderful works and we hear your reply. Now when the time is ripe, I will arise and when, and I will judge the world with perfect righteousness. Though I have set the earth firmly on its pillars, I will shake it until it totters and everyone's hearts will tremble. I think it's so powerful how God's causing the things that we say from our mouths to go both ways. To us and from him. God called this church to rise up. But all this time he's been telling us he's already rising up. See church, this is the time to rise up and meet him. This is the day. This is what Paul said to his young son in the faith, Timothy. He said, proclaim the word and stand upon it no matter what. Rise to the occasion and preach when it's convenient and when it's not. Preach the full expression of the Holy Spirit with wisdom and patience as you instruct and teach the people. See, God, God's calling this church to rise up as an invitation to meet him, church, where he is. That's what the Bible says. I'll just say a few of such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is, for, for me, it is high. I cannot attain it. The, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so higher your ways above ours. He is seated far above all principalities and powers. I saw the Lord, Isaiah said, sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. I know it seems that the wicked are winning, church. I know it seems the wicked are winning. Listen, I'm going y'all, y'all, y'all know this Pastor Jason up here, right? Let me water this down first. It takes a lot of water to run a windmill. I don't know if y'all know this about this brother, but I love, I love court stuff. I, I don't like the little behind the scenes wrangling where everybody gets caught up in tiny little language. I'm talking about I like, I like in the courtroom when folk are hollering at each other. I hadn't served on a jury yet, but I'm telling you, I've been trying to get picked for jury duty every, every time I went. I want to get pics of stinking bad. I could hardly stand it. Everybody looked at me and said, boy, that's a hanging juror right there. I don't think we need to call him out. I want to get in there. I want to see what, I want to see what everything was about. Matter of fact, I don't know if there's such, thing, such a thing as a spirit animal. I've heard it before. But if there is such a thing as a spirit animal, my spirit animal is Judge Judy. <laughs> Thank you, man of God. If there's such a thing as a spirit animal, my spirit animal is Judge Judy. Just so y'all know, just so y'all know, my hero, my hero is about a four foot six Jewish lady from, from uh, New York. You, you listen, 
You know what I'm talking about. This is what she says. They don't keep, him, they don't keep me here because I'm gorgeous. They keep me here because I'm smart. Y'all, let me tell you something. This brother will watch Judge Judy. I will, I will, I will cram Judge Judy. I will, I will binge Judge Judy as hard as it can go. I love watching Judge Judy. I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not nuts about all of them, but I love Judge Judy because Judge Judy, boy, she'll, she'll get in there and she'll look and she'll say, she'll say, do I look like I have stupid written across my forehead? I'm like, oh, man. Judge Judy. Girl, I love you. <laughs> I do and see there's a whole thing you know they got the whole music that plays you know dun 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 you were about to enter the courtroom of Judge Judas Shineland you know what I'm talking listen y'all y'all didn't think I watched it I watch it I know that her bailiff's name is Petrie Hawkins Bird She calls him Bird. She, as a matter of fact, she said, Bird? That's how she says it. And so when the whole thing's about to convene, this is what Bird says. Bird stands up and says, all rise. I began to think about that, and I'll show you the scripture in just a minute, because here's what I need you to understand, that it seems like the wicked are winning. But heaven's court is being convened on your behalf and on behalf of the saints of the Most High. And church, when God convenes the court, there's about to be order in the court. Oh, when God convenes the court, there's about to be order in the court. I know it seems like it's in disarray, and I know it seems like everything's winning, but when God convenes the court, there's a judge above Judge Judy. There's a God that stands up and convenes the court and says, order in the court. Let me hear what everybody has to say. Oh, Listen, Pastor Antoine, if I fall out on this stage, pull the robe off of me, grab the gavel, and finish this thing right here. See, this is what I want you to understand. God, the righteous judge, is presiding over this court. Hey, listen here. The Bible says that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. As a matter of fact, do you know what that Greek word is? It's a Greek word called prosecutorio. There is Satan standing up as the prosecutor to bring a charge against the elect of God. I can see him now standing up before God saying, God, I want you to look down there at 751 Dean Patrick Road because I'm going to tell you about some of the folk you got in your church. That's how I know he says it, because that's how all of his little accusers say it. I'm just going to let that one marinate for just a minute. That might need to tenderize some stuff. You know how it is when they want to call and complain to us. I don't know if you know what kind of folk you have in your church. So I know that that had to come from the accuser of the brethren. So he stands up to God and he says, God, right down there at 751 Dean Patrick Road in Locust Grove, Georgia, let me talk to you about some of the folk that you got in your church. 
The Bible says that Satan is standing before God, the righteous judge, bringing charges against the elect of God. He's talking about how rotten we were. He's talking about God. I'm looking according to your word and your word says that nobody can put another God before you that they can't worship an idol. They have to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. God, your word says, Almighty God, they have to honor their father and their mother that they're not supposed to tell a lie. They're not supposed to commit adultery. They're not supposed to hate. They're not supposed to covet. They're not supposed to do all this other stuff. God, let me tell you what they have done. They have broken your laws. God, don't you know that inside of that church there are folks who've been addicted to drugs and alcohol? Don't you know that inside that church there's folks who've been, who've had adulterous affairs? Don't you know inside that church there are former prostitutes and former gangbangers? Don't you know inside that church, God, that there's the proud? And your Bible says, your Bible says, God, that you are opposed to the proud. God, you heard what that youth pastor said about himself on Wednesday. You heard it, God. You heard it. You heard it. You heard it. God, you heard the charges. And just as God, the righteous judge, says, well, if these sins have been committed, then somebody has to pay. But the Bible says that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession on my behalf. Matter of fact, before I even had to say a word, the Bible says, don't you worry what happens when they bring you up on trial, when they bring accusations against you. For in that moment, the Holy Ghost is going to speak through you. Don't you sweat it during that moment. So all of a sudden, when I'm about to stand up and say, God, all of those things are something that I did. Jesus says, objection. Oh, objection, God. I need to bring a point of order to this court, God the Father. And he says, I'm all ears, my son. He says, I'm here to intervene, intercede, and interfere on their behalf. See, the Bible says that no guilty names are written in the Lamb's book of life. But I have opened the book, and there's their names right here in the Lamb's book of life. And God, the righteous judge, says, well, if they're in there, then they are not guilty. Not guilty. As a matter of fact, God the Father looks over there and says, I can't see any of their sins. All I see is the blood of my son covering over those things. Hey, all I see is the blood of my son overcoming those sins. Well, my God, all I see is the blood of my son overcoming those sins. And when I see the blood... When I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass, I will pass over you. Order in the court. Now God rises up to declare justice and he says Satan I want you to look at my throne 
Because righteousness and justice are the foundation of my throne. And you have come in here with reckless accusations and lies against the people of God. You have come in and declared the guilt over those who have already been declared innocent. Now I have some charges to bring against you. Oh my God, the Bible says, the Bible says that when the time came, when the time came and Jesus was dead, that he was dead in the ground three days. And the Bible says that he went down to hell and he went down and he found Satan and he said, I've been looking how you've been mishandling the keys. I've been looking how you've been mishandling the keys and I, enough is enough. I've come to get my stuff back from you. The Bible says that he made a show of him openly. If you are from 30233, that means he whooped a tar out of him. If you're from 30474, that's Vidalia, Georgia, he slapped him naked and hid his clothes. We won't go any further south than Vidalia. It only gets worse from there. He says to Satan, I've already taken your sting out. I've already taken the keys back from authority from you. You stand up with your objections and you stand up with your accusations. You stand up with your temptations and you stand up with your deceptions. And I declare by the, by the blood of my son Jesus, you are out of order, Satan. Let there be order in this court. Then he turns to us. Molly, come on back up for me. Let's pretend like we're about to finish. But Molly, you got to give me a praise up there, all right? You give me some praise up there. Matter of fact, gavel, not this one, wherever you are. Okay. All right, we'll let him off then. God has not only declared us not guilty... But all of a sudden, God starts to recall who Christ made us to be. This is what he says to you, church. My God, you need to hear this today, somebody. I have a record of every tear you have cried. Matter of fact, I have kept them all in my bottle. I have recorded every tear and I have kept custody of every tear. Every one of them. I have them. I have them. I have a record of every tear you have cried, and those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Whew. This side of the room got it, but this side over here, I don't think y'all got it just yet. I kept a record of every tear you have cried. And those who sow in tears will reap in joy. Didn't God just tell us that there's a 40-year harvest coming to us? My God, there's some of you been crying for 40 years, interceding for 40 years, putting it out there for 40 years, saying, God, when are you going to come and help me? And God says, order in the court. I have kept a record. 
word of every tear you have cried. And there's a harvest coming to you, church. Woo! My God. This is what he said to Cornelius. He said, Cornelius, I have heard your prayers. The Bible says that in heaven there is a golden bowl full of incense that is ever lifting up into the nostrils of God. Do you know what's in that bowl? The intercession of the saints of God. The Bible says that the prayers of the righteous are always before him and he attends unto their cry. I hear the word of the Lord say to somebody, I have heard your prayer and I have seen your intercession and now I am rising up to make my decree and I declare that everything you have asked in the name of my son, it is coming to pass over you. Cornelius I've heard your prayers and I have seen your arms God watched every seed you came up here and sowed in the ground every time they declared there was an open heaven over the house and you came and gave what you had Every time they told you to sow a seed against that thing and you haven't seen your harvest yet. This is what he said. I have heard your prayers and I have seen your alms. Now I'm about to send a man of God to you. Not just to give you what you thought you needed. But I'm about to give you what nobody else thought you could get. I'm telling you church. I know it looks like you ought to be sitting at the back of the bus. Waiting on God to just run you into heaven. I'll try to sit back here and be quiet sir. Just as long as you don't mess with me but there's a God in heaven who's calling you up to a higher seat I hear the spirit of the Lord say you've been living low long enough but now it's time church it's time to rise up and it's time to take your place in the kingdom order in the court I have seen your praise. The Bible says that Paul and Silas, Paul and Silas were wrongfully incarcerated, locked up in the innermost part of the jail. Stocks on their hands, stocks on their feet, locked up in the inside of that thing. Keep these boys secure and at your own life, jailer. Don't let them go. Whoo! My God, I tell you, I hear some chains rattling in this place today. You've been kept locked up in your prison long enough. You've been kept locked up in the stocks long enough. God, I don't know why I'm here. God, I don't know why I belong here. But the Bible says... 
But at midnight, Paul and Silas sang and gave praises to their God. Pastor Luke, I don't even know if this is for sure. But since I'm preaching, we're going to let me be right today. My guess, man of God, is that when God saw them wrongfully incarcerated, locked up in the inside of that jail, but at midnight, nobody could snatch the praise out of their mouth. I believe that the earthquake was God dropping the gavel saying order in the court order in the court I have heard your praise and the jail's got to let you go I have heard your praise church and everything that's kept you locked up is about to have to let you go I've heard your praise I watched you dance when you should have died I watched you sing when you didn't have anything left in you and now I've heard your praise and I'm coming to open the door Order in the cart. Good God Almighty, y'all gonna preach me to death. Watch this. Psalm 82. Can you put it up for me on the screen, G? All rise, for God comes now to judge as he convenes heaven's courtroom. He judges every judge and rules over every ruler, saying, How long will you judges refuse to listen to the voice of true justice and continue to corrupt what is right by judging for the favor of the wrong? So we just pause now in his presence. You know what that pause is? That pause is him doing this. Order in the court. Verse 3. Defend the defenseless the fatherless and the forgotten, the disenfranchised and the destitute. Your duty is to deliver the the poor and the powerless, to liberate them from the grasp of the wicked. Shoot me down to verse 8. All rise, for God now takes his place as judge of all the earth. Don't you know that everything and everyone belongs to him? The nations will be sifted in his hands. This is why I don't approach the courts of God with anything but praise. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his. My God, you're about to get it now. See, here's what I need you to understand. I don't come, Pastor Antoine, with just any praise. I come with my highest praise. Can I, can I teach y'all something just a minute? It won't take but just a minute. Matter of fact, stand up on your feet if you would. That way you'll think I'm about to quit. 
one of the definitions of the word Judah. There we are. One of the definitions of the word Judah is to shoot praise like an arrow. This is why I ain't gonna praise like a pallbearer. You know what I'm talking about when he prays like a pallbearer. I don't praise like a pallbearer. My king's not dead, my king's alive. Mary, I ain't toting a casket. I'm toting a bow and an arrow. When I think about Jesus and what he's done for me, I know you're sitting over there praising like a pallbearer because it doesn't feel like he's done anything for you. But I know exactly where he brought me from. I got a quiver. I got a quiver full of God bringing me out. I got a quiver full of God rescuing me every single time. So when I... My God. Sakaya. Ah, my God, I fought all night so I could dance all morning. Listen, I fought all night so I could dance all morning. Middle of the night, middle of the night, Drew, I was, I was fighting. I was fighting. I was fighting for the folk in this place. I was fighting over the move of God that was going to come into this place. I spent half my night up fighting. And all of a sudden, when I got up this morning, I began to feel the victory of God. I put my arrows on my back and I walked into this house and I said and I said and I said and I said I double dog dare you to keep me from dancing Trevor come up here and get on those drums buddy I double dog dare you to keep me from dancing I de- listen I double dog dare you to keep me from dancing my little girl was up here just a few moments ago talking about God delivering her from depression delivering her from anxiety and delivering her from fear that, that listen that baby cut loose with her bow but I cut loose with mine too I cut 
loose peanut. I cut loose of mine too. I got in there and said, listen, the Bible says that children are like arrows. And the Bible says, blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. And I realized what the devil tried to do to take my baby out. He fell down and... Man of God, I watched you up here preaching Wednesday. Hearing about how God brought you out. I told you Thursday, I near about crawled up on this stage with you. And just got behind you saying, preach, man of God, preach. I got as close as I could. It's all right, I work here. Because I began, I began to hear the story about how he brought you out. And every time, every time the hammer dropped. <laughs> hey, it was the sound of healing. Every broken place inside of you, man of God, he just fixed it right on up. My God, my God, it wasn't just a hammer dropping nails. It was a gavel dropping, bringing justice. It was a gavel dropping, bringing righteousness. I couldn't help it. I heard him up here praising God, and I had to say... kid but I couldn't have been more proud of you if you were Julie I watched the power of God hit you during praise and worship the other day y'all may not know much about Julie but Julie's pretty content to just sit in the room and let everybody else do the talking until we started singing the praises of the God who brought her out. Julie, I looked over and I watched you praising God. And this is what I saw. And I said, my God, I know my sister's story and I know how you brought her out and all of a sudden I couldn't just sit there all by myself I had with you Trevor it's felt like you've been here forever Families like that. But you hadn't been. A year ago this time, man of God, you were bound up away from the Lord on the edge of losing it all. I 
ain't trying to throw a brother on front street. It's just I didn't ask his permission. He's behind a thing of glass. He had to be highly skilled to hit me with something. Man of God, a year ago, bound up, imprisoned, about to lose everything. This morning, my God, when you mash that pedal, that man of God came over here and mashed that pedal and you mashed the gas on praise. I watched you pulling those strings and I said, my God, I got a string of my own, Trevor. Boy, I didn't intend to camp out here, Pastor Luke, but I'm telling you, turns out my quiver's fuller than I thought. I don't even know how I towed all these arrows around. I don't even know how I towed all these praises around, except this, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I don't come with just any tired little praise, Pastor Luke. I don't come with no pallbearer praise, Jake. I don't come with no pallbearer praise. Listen, bro, I, I, <laughs> I watched you at Pentecost Sunday when we handed out them red handkerchiefs. Listen, y'all, 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 y'all just don't know. My God brought Jacob Keaton out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay. He set his feet on a rock and he established his going. He put a new song in his mouth, even praise unto God. See, Jacob, just about two weeks before, I had married you and Madeline, and y'all had gone on your honeymoon, and your first time back at church was on Pentecost Sunday. I don't know how it happened, but it seemed like Jake got his hands on about four of those red hankies. I don't know how it happened. He just must have been God's favorite that day. I'm standing up in my usual spot on the front. And this is what I see coming by me. Hanky's woven in and out of his fingers. That brother looked like he was flying in here. I watched him dance for just a second and then I remembered God look where you brought that man from he hadn't been in church in about a week and a half on his honeymoon that rascal's got some pent-up praise he can't hardly take anymore that rascal grabbed a handful of handkerchiefs and he came in like this It didn't take very long for me to grab mine and just get. What were you doing, Pastor Jason? I began to think about what God had done for my friend Jacob. And I said. My God. My God, I made y'all stand up way too early. I thought I was done. 
Dolly, let's or Molly, let's pretend we're done. I called you Dolly. Sorry about that. Give you two more scriptures and we'll be done. Matter of fact, the rest of our musicians, y'all come back. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Psalm 66, verse 17. I cried aloud to him with my heart and he answered me. Now my mouth overflows with the highest praise. Yet if I had closed my eyes to sin, the Lord would have closed his ears to my prayer. But praises rise to God. For he paid attention to my prayer and he answered my cry to him. Psalm 68. God, we are consumed with your all, trembling before you as your glory streams from your holy place. The God of power shares his mighty strength with Israel and with all his people. God... We give our highest praise to you. Thank you, God. Bow your heads and close your eyes with me if you would, please. You may be in here today and say, Pastor, I've heard all the things that you're saying, but my sin is ever before me. Me and God, we aren't squared away. And while everybody else in this church has been able to shout and be free, I've sat over here feeling like I was condemned to die. That condemnation is a condemnation that comes from the evil one. That's the one who you have been serving up to this time. I know you didn't think you've been serving him, but you've been serving him because every time that you say no to God, you say yes to the enemy. And pastor, I... I feel like I'm condemned. I have some great news for you. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you that freedom from your sin is here today. The God of heaven wants to set you free from the shackles of your sin. He wants to set you free from the darkness of your life. And, and the only way to do that, you can't leave out of here and clean yourself up and try to come back. This ain't, this ain't where we go to court and we hope that they're going to accept our anger management and hope they're going to accept that we went to this class or that class. The Bible says this is the only way that you come to God. You have to come to God and you have to bring him your nastiness. But the Bible says that when I bring him my shame, he gives me his glory. There was an exchange that happened in this room a few minutes ago as God began to take the ugliness of our lives and return some beauty for those things. And I'm telling you that God's about to take the ugliness of your sin and he's about to return the beauty of salvation to you today. All you got to do is accept it. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to say, Preacher, I'm away from the Lord. And when you pray, I need you to pray for me. And the way to do that is when I count to three, I want you to just lift your hand in this place. Preacher, I'm away from the Lord. And when you pray, I want you to pray for me. On the count of three, one, two, three. Lift your hands across this place. I see you back there, my brother. Who else? Who else do we have? Preacher, I'm away from Jesus. And I need to come back to him. I see you there, sister. God bless you. 
I see you there, baby, over there. God bless you. You can put your hands down now. Second part of this altar call. Pastor, I feel like I've been standing in the courtroom hearing the accusations of the enemy against me and feeling like God can't do anything with me and he can't do anything for me. But as you've been talking today, preacher, something that sounds like hope has risen up inside of me. And I feel like, I feel like God wants to set things right and get some order back in the court today. If that's you and you've been struggling with the accuser of the brethren, bringing accusations against you, I want you to raise your hand in here and say, Preacher, I've been being accused by the enemy, but I know that God's going to bring me out. I want you to lift your hand up. I see your hand back there. Somebody else. I see your hand back there, sister. I see your hand over there. God bless you. Anybody else? Here's what I want to ask you to do for everybody who lifted your hand, whether that ha- that hand was lifted for salvation or that hand was lifted saying, Preacher, I need the accuser. I need the accuser's words to be shoved back in his face today. I want you to leave your seats right now, and I want you to come forward. God's about to bring a great deliverance in this room today. I prayed all evening for your deliverance, and God's about to do it. Y'all come on up. Altar workers, come on up and meet them here. Altar workers, yeah, my God, thank you, God. My God, altar workers, meet him up here. My God, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I feel freedom in the house. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.